following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. This is the Handshake Agency Podcast. Welcome to episode number four. It's number four, isn't it? Four, yep. Yep, number four of The Take with Willie and Ian. We are here tonight on a very sunny, beautiful day after all the rain. It's been good. Yeah, it is. It's been awful weather the last sort of week. Everyone's been soaking. And then we hit today, what, 30 degrees, I think? Yeah. And for me, it's too hot. So It's you can't too hot for you. You can't, you can't be pleased. Please me, mate. Never. We are brought to you by our good friends at bettingsite.com.au and we are very happy to be here. William. Yes? I feel like the last couple of weeks, too much producer, too much production, too much bits of paper, too much... <laughs> do you know when we're at our best? When we're just two imbeciles sitting here talking shit with no well, idea. We do that. I think all we've added is paper in front of us. Paper. And we don't... I don't read it. It's too I hard. mean, I'm looking at things here with Kafusi. We're going to go through a couple of things. It makes me stay on track. Does it? I don't mind it. So your ADHD might be kicking in. Well, you were official, remember? The Bulldogs. <laughs> they got you for ADHD. Hey, hey it's official, guys. That was official. Uh, all right. So let's see if we can both concentrate for long enough to have a discussion about a number yeah. of things that have been going on in rugby league. I would like to discuss with you Felice Cafusi on, I think it was the Thursday night Thursday, game. Thursday, yeah. Ryan Madison, he's missing this week. He's had a concussion. He's had some pretty bad runs with concussion. Yeah. If you read the press, Felice Cafusi should be in jail. And I don't know. I look at it and I think, realistically, I can understand why there's a big move to protect players' heads and with CTE and all that sort of thing. And you yourself have been getting scans done and, and, and yep. you know involving yourself in the research side of it. But it's a contact sport. Was what he did actually that bad? I mean, me personally looking at it, I thought it was a fair hit. I understand the elbow looks really bad, but people who understand the game and defence and the wrestling sort of component in the game, I think a lot of these people that have been commenting on it, obviously journalists and commentators, but commentators didn't play in this era. You know, the guys like Gallon, he understands that because the way that Kafusi hit him, he was trying to get his elbow on the other side so he can get him completely on his back. It just glanced his face. And don't, don't, don't think for one second Feliz Cafusi wasn't trying to put his fucking head through the ground. No. Let's not, let's not, let's not forget that. We all, we're all in that position and, our, position, and our, our job is to get whoever they are on their back and if it so be their head slams in the ground, it happens. It happens. On, it's a contact sport and that's the, way it, that's the way it goes down. But his elbow glanced him and he drove his head into the ground and that, that's all I saw. I don't think it was... Uh, sim binning or suspension or anything like that. I think you know it was just it was a con- it's a contact sport and his head got drilled into the ground. What happens if the elbow didn't hit hit him at all and he's knocked out? Do we suspend him? That's right. Because I don't think the elbow did anything. Like you spe- you hear Gal and, and Gus and that on um on Channel Nine last night. Gal knows exactly what he was doing because we've all been in that position. Ask people that have been in that position, guys who have, who have been playing the last 20 years, like that's, that's the way it is. It's unlucky for Madison because he just got hit harder by a bloke who was, he fell in the wrong position and the angles were proper and he just got done. It happens in, in the NRL. This is not fucking bowls. And realistically, in any, any sport where there's contact, heads hitting the ground often does so much more damage yeah. than, like, you can get punched in the head and not get knocked out. Look at boxing. Not every punch mm. in the head leads to a knockout, but... Often it's the whiplash side of it. So your head hits the ground. Yeah. There's that real sort of whip from your neck and it hits yeah. the ground and that's where the problem and is. And have a look at the tackle. He slipped into the tackle, lost his legs and Felice Kafusi had his whole upper body in his upper body. So he had control of everything. And this is the NRL. This is the cream of the crop. You are not going to fucking put him down. And I know the way Melbourne rolls. You are not going to put him down gently. You're going to drive his head into the ground and that's just the way it is. Full do you, stop. Do I don't you, think he intentionally tried to get his elbow into his head because, as you see, he, he hit the ball. He tried to get his elbow over the other side so he had complete control. That's what happens in jiu-jitsu. That's what happens when you do wrestling. That's exactly how you put him down. And that's the end result. It's just, it just sucks because Madison lost all his body weight and that impact into the ground. The way they get really tight, 
tight wrestling. See how tight Felice was? He moved his elbow. That's just textbook, textbook stuff. Yeah, and I think in the modern era, since they did bring the wrestling in, and the idea of wrestling, for those that don't understand it, is that you're supposed to get the bloke on his back so that it slows the play of the ball down, yeah. right? So if you're aiming to get someone on their back and they're trying to fight to get on their front mm. and you flip them, then the chance of them hitting their head on the ground is increased considerably. Yeah. I just say, I just don't know where the NRL is going to go next time. Just say if that happens and some bloke just gets, gets manhandled in that position, no elbow, no nothing, and gets knocked out. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you can see that, uh, that that Patrick Dangerfield got three weeks for a similar incident. He's he head on head, and he got three like, he got three weeks because they're concerned about CTE, all that kind of stuff. I get it, but it needs to be black and white with these NRL plays because it can't be grey because this shit's going to happen all the time. This is a fucking aggressive sport. These are the best athletes in rugby league, and they're going against each other. The bodies collide, and and things happen. Like, there needs to be some rules there if they want to if they want to brush this out of the game. But if it's not, it's going to be continue to be like this because these guys are getting getting bigger and stronger and faster. The hits are getting more aggressive. You can see all the the HIAs all pretty much all through the games. It's been pretty crazy, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And I think I'm not sure how we police that. Well, looking at this, the the producer's obviously from Melbourne, and he's an AFL fan. It's a low game. He's a low Blake. It makes sense. But it's from what I can understand here is they're saying that regardless of whether or not you mean to hit someone in the head, if you hit someone in the head, stay you're away get from suspended. the head. Stay away from the head. How can that's, you say, like it's a contact sport? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's different in. in I mean, AFL will be very hard to police because these bodies are flying everywhere. And then a league is like it's north south, bang, it's collision, collision, mm. collision. So it'll take rugby league out of rugby league. The people know when you sign a contract, NRL contract or rugby league, this is a brutal game. Yeah. You're not signing up for soccer. You're not signing up for cricket and all that kind of stuff. You know you're going to get hit. So if you're not built for it, don't play. Yeah. It's, I not, think built, it's not made for everyone. All these kids want to probably look at like, you know, like, you know, Kalen Ponger and all the flashiness. I think a lot of like Instagram and social media is probably give these kids a false sense of like how hard it is to actually play NRL and get there. Because all they do is look at kids' um, guys' Instagrams and go, oh, this looks fucking great. What a great lifestyle. All they do is like score tries and train hard and take photos and all this kind of shit. It looks really flashy. And, the, and all they see is the winning and the celebrating all that shit. And they go, fuck, that looks good. A lot of, a lot of fucking stuff in between that. This game is aggressive. It's not built for everyone. So fuck all people make it. Well, I think the journalists have definitely been the ones that drive. I mean, look, journalists drive a lot of things. And one other thing that we've noticed this week is... Do you reckon we're journalists? No. Nah, not even close. I want to be. It's awesome. Well, I mean, I don't know. Do you need any qualifications? If you don't need any qualifications... <laughs> just have no soul. Just Well, then we're right. We're done. No, we're in. We're journos. I'd like to get one of those passes that you can just go into We can get and, one of those. Can we? Yeah. I'll just ring Volandis up. He's a massive fan of the show. Can I get a press pass, producer? Yeah, we're in. Grand final Straight week. Away. We're done. No? I'll just rock up. You All with right. me. Fine. Just be a decent bloke, mate. I can't do that. The only reason I want to go to games with you is in boxes <laughs> with free piss, let's be honest. <laughs> and that hasn't been happening enough mm. lately, so we need to fix that. Now, what the journalists have been doing is raving on about – it's round two. Who and are these journalists? Darcy McDonald, George Clark and Andrew Jackson. It's not – well, they've, they've never they've heard got of a, them. So got they're a probably specific. out there trying to get a fucking name for themselves. They're trying to, they want to be the next Danny Widler. Well, they've got – Good luck. I think, called the coaching press engage. And it's not just these ones. Like, it's – they're talking about – there's speculation that Todd Payton – like, we were talking last week about him and the, the – I guess the, the decisions that he's made around Jason Taumalolo. The, the blokes had two games. Yeah. Like, you're not going to sack a coach after two games. You're not going to sack Michael Maguire because he's taken a side from ninth to ninth. Like, you look at these coaches – if there's coaches that have taken over a roster, Kevin Walters has come from last, right? Mm. So the only way for him is up. So he's not under pressure. Yeah. Is he? Like, I agree. Look at who they name. Michael Maguire, Todd Payton, Kev Walters, Johnny Morris and Des Hasler. It's not hard to... to How's John Morris under the, pressure? Are they the bottom five? Maybe. I don't know. That's not very hard. It's not good journalism. But I just... Um, I don't understand. They don't take in consideration, you know, what they've inherited, the roster that they've got. Mm. Like, Kevin Walters has inherited some, a shit show. Like Trent Barrett has, Todd Payton has, Johnny Morris has, you know, he got the leftovers from the, you know, the grand final and stuff like that. So at least give him two or three years, I think. Like Trent Barrett and all these guys, I know Trent Barrett's going to be, this year won't even matter what he does. 
it'll be what happens next year when you're going to have, you know, the Fox. You might have um, Katoni Staggs if he doesn't sign with Mel. I mean, with the Broncos. And there's going to be a couple of players that they're going to have. So when you get a decent roster, then you should be measured. When you've got a shit roster and you've fucking played two games, it shouldn't matter. And this is garbage journalism, and I just, I hate it. I mean, they should be called out, which we just did. It's just like, like what are you doing? Like, these guys, give him a chance. Michael Maguire, I mean, like, what what can he do with that roster? He did, you know, he got, um, like, Tarmow and, and James Roberts and stuff like that. I think he's, he's, he's probably well. the one. I think he's the one under the, most, under the pump, because I don't think they're playing a really good brand of football. Todd Payton... <laughs> What are you, you going to do? You just lost your best player on the weekend. They're not playing that good of football. Kevy Walters, they're talented, but they're probably playing exactly where we thought they would. They're two games Johnny Morris in. hasn't played. That, the camp, I mean, um, Cronulla hasn't played that bad. Des Houses under the pump, but they're, they're awful. Yeah. They're not, they've lost uh, Adam Fanua Blake, who's been absolutely a beast for him the last two or three years. Tommy Trebojevic has been a gun. They've lost so many key um, integral parts to that team. Even Johnny Morris has done that as well. Like, Kevy, I mean, these guys, that's just that's just bullshit. I, I don't understand that. I'm probably give looking him, at... Can we, sorry. Can we just give him, like, eight games? Don't sit there each week and just play these fucking carousel coaching fucking pressure gauge. Give and make, Kevin Walters and, and Todd Payton, give him 12 months, I reckon. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't hammer a bloke... First season in, so that's I, what I'm saying. You got to give him at least twelve months to eighteen months, and yeah. then you start eight then games. You start for, call, then you start you know, calling him Maguire out. Maguire, maybe put him under this coat. Yeah, I think Maguire is the one under the most pressure. I look at Maguire though. A couple of years ago, we were jo- we used to joke about how the West Tigers Reggies had a salary cap of twenty six million because they had you know they had all these blokes that were playing. So Josh Reynolds and Madalino and Russell Packer and you know they're all on six seven hundred eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Now they've still got. In reserve grade now, Russell Packer, who's on big money. They've yeah. got Leilua, who's on big money. Um, the roster over the last few years, Maguire ha- is still cleaning up problems from years ago. But have right? a look at their one to seventeen. It's it's better than getting um, flogged by some big points in the next in the last two rounds. You oh, know? for like sure. You've got you've got Brooks and um, Moses Embi playing off the bench. Uh, like Joey Leilua was playing bad. Like I'm not sure in round two how many defensive mistakes you can make on a left edge. Both on different pages. I mean, it's their effort that that worries me. You can easily make a mistake. Everybody who's played the game, everybody who knows the game, goes, all right, he made a mistake. But, like, just say if you made the wrong read in defence, get on your bike and chase it back. Mm. Don't jog back. That's an effort thing. It's round two. You're not, you, you know, it's not round 20 and you've played 80 minutes of a game, you played every single game, you're a little bit jaded and you're injured. I'm not sure what it is, but round two and you should be jumping out of the fucking ground. A lot of those players aren't. I'm, I'm not sure if it's from a long preseason. You know, they've been getting... I know what Madge is like. He's pretty hard. He trains him very, very hard. I'm not sure if he's doing the right things there. Maybe he, he hasn't got the cattle like he did at South. South were made men. G.I., Sam Burgess, George Burgess. You know, they, they were built. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. Ben Teo. These guys were animals. John Sutton, Reynolds. They're all in their peak, but they were grown-ass men. You know what I mean? Like, they were, they were proper proper players and you could push them to that limit you had you had different cattle these kids here even though they're not kids you know i think uh that brooks played his 150 fucking game they're still babying like he's played his 10th what about menji marshall said that he reckons i mean he's obviously still a bit salty about getting the ass from from the tigers which you would be but because mm. i mean he's they could use him that's for sure but he was saying he thinks that luke brooks is more of a running 58 and they should like 150 first grade games, he was going to be the next this, the next that. The bloke's done nothing. And like when I say he's done nothing, that's I'm not discounting the fact that he's played 150 first grade games, and that is a massive effort. But in terms of He got hit with the old next Joey stick, didn't he? He did. No yeah, there's comes, a few of those. No one comes good. But what what happens with Luke Brooks now? Do the t- the Tigers, I think they've got two more years. At what point do they say we cannot build a side around this bloke? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure how many years he's got left. I don't know how two old to go. he is. But yeah, he's two more. Young. He's on big cash. He's like they've made him the face of that franchise for the last three or four years, and he hasn't delivered. I'm not sure. I think they're going to have to ride this next two years out. No, but no other team will, will will want him. And I thought Madge would get the best out of him. And you know, he even you know dropped Benji last year to try and give Luke Brooks more, more accountability. Than, yeah. and, you know, you know, like more Benji take, ch- taking the shine from him and all this sort of shit. And you, and you pretty much flick Benji just to give Luke Brooks the team. He's not your dude. 
I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. 150 games, you haven't like killed it by then. Sorry, man. He's just he's just a basic club player. He's going to he's going to give you the base basic things. He's not going to be a representative player because a couple of years ago I thought he would have been. He got Dalian half of the year, 2017 mm. or 18. Like he showed glimpses of of what he can do. I'm not sure how far you can regress in a couple of years. And your team's pretty much still the same. So it's um. If I'm Michael Maguire, I buy Josh Reynolds because obviously South, and then I put Brooks outside him and I teach him how to be a halfback. Josh Reynolds, where's he? Uh, Adam Reynolds. Oh, okay. Adam Reynolds. Yeah, I don't is, think no, they can't have those two. They're two dominant players, similar players, and they just they wouldn't. They I would reckon you got to take you got to take the pressure off Brooks and just give him someone that's going to dominate. I'm not sure if he's a running five eight. I don't know. Like, do you think that? I know Benji would know more than us because he played with him and he's seen him at training and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not sure. He hasn't really showed that those glimpses of running the ball. I know well, one thing. He's a fucking gun defender. I remember I know when that. he, he first puts his started fucking head where. What was that? He f- when he first started, when he was when he first came out, I remember thinking he's got a good running game, and yeah. that was kind of why they said he was an ex Joey because he was yeah. low to the ground and he was. But I what's don't know. what's stopping him from running? I know, like halfbacks, they should see, they should scan the whole field. Good halfbacks, they should know when to run. Like that's all on him. I'm pretty sure if Madge seen, watched him play, and he sees a uh, short side, it's three on two, or you know, like four on four on three, go for it. He's got those. He's got that capability, but he just probably never sees it. And I think that's just the way that the Tigers are playing. They're just not playing that that good of football. I'm pumped that I said they'd come seventh too. I'm really, really excited. Who knows? They could make some big moves. I mean, like, yeah. still, they still have a decent team to fight for that eight. This is just a real rough period they're going through. I mean, I think Madge probably knew that they were going to have a have a tough period, but not in the first two rounds. Can you go through a tough period in the first two rounds? I think yeah, you can. You can. Yeah, that's a t- that's just a shit start. All right. So the other thing, while we're talking about shit journalism, now that we've worked out that we're not journalists, yeah. so it's all right. We're allowed to talk about journalists being shit. Corey Norman, who he's he's missed last week because he got suspended because he was sticking up for his mate in a stink, and Corey Norman's had a checkered career. People say he's a party boy. He's this. He's that. Whatever. Right. After Toby Rudolph got excoriated by the press for saying what he said last week and, you know, there was show cause and all that, mm. the very next week, Corey Norman, St. George win a game, which for St. George is very exciting. He goes on Fox because these blokes are contractually obliged to do so. Yeah. And then he gets led into a question by a journalist that essentially was saying, are you going out in the piss tonight? Yeah. I think it was something like, did you pack your jeans? I think it's just dirt journalism again. Like, I mean, especially after the backlash that Toby Rudolph got. Like, you think the NRL would come down on journalism, on the journal, especially at Fox, going, look, can we not fucking lead these kids into, like, some sort of answer like that? You're going to ask him, you're in North Queensland. Everybody who knows North Queensland knows you. that used to be an old saying, like, did you, you packed your jeans before your boots when you go to North Queensland. Mm. You know what I mean? But, like, you got all this time with this young kid. He's come through, like, a pretty shit start to the year, Corey Norman. Had a great, had a great win up there. And he goes, did you pack your jeans? You pigeonhole into a corner because what's he going to say? No comment. You know, these guys are jovial blokes. You're just off a win. You're, you're high. You know, like you got a natural high and you're feeling good about yourself. Of course you packed your fucking jeans. And, you, and then it sort of incites you just if – if we're caution, if we're very cautious about the, the image of the game and women and drinking and all this sort of shit, like why would you ask him if he had his jeans on? Like, did you pack your jeans? Like, can you ask him a football question? That was just dog shit. You know what I mean? And then he has to go, yeah, I packed my jeans to start up. And then, then everyone goes, oh, you know, Corey Norman just packs his jeans just to go and, and party in North Queensland. That's the, that's the perception that, that they have. If you don't follow rugby league, you go, these guys are just pissheads. Yeah. It's a fucking question that you just got asked. He's just answering the question. I just think the journos just need to be a little bit smarter and just be more sensible. It's just dog shit. I just don't understand that. I just, little things like that just piss me off. You know, all the questions that asked in the fucking world and you go, did you pack your jeans? What about, you know, what, how, how do you feel about the win? All this kind of stuff. Maybe you probably would have asked that after, but it's just terrible, man. Like, I just feel as though you can't have it both ways. You can't have no. the broadcaster saying what we need is we need personalities, we need people to, you know, give exciting answers. Not exciting answers, but just, just keep nice. people engaged. If you watch the NFL, and then you can't, NFL, NBA, all these, like, Premier League, there's not one jovial bullshit question like that. Mm. It's all about the game and that's it. That's nothing else. You know, then you get the best from that young kid. You know what I mean? And you don't get all these other garbage answers. I'm not sure if they, are they looking for that? Are they trying to entice all this kind of stuff? Like, hey, did you poke your jeans? Like, you don't hear that from any NBA journalist, like any anyone like that asks them like LeBron James or questions like that. You don't hear that dog shit. 
NFL players. You never hear that when you get asked Tom Brady these questions. You don't ask those questions because they respect players. Do you reckon, do you reckon though, there's some sort of... And they're very image conscious. They don't want to talk about bullshit like that. Where we don't give a fuck. There's emphasis on trying to make things exciting and, you know, interesting and that sort of thing. And so people talking about... And rugby league, it's a working class game and people do get on the piss, you know. It's, it's part of the game, but... But we're trying to we're trying to get rid of that culture. But then, are we? You know? But but I mean, if you look at the NRL, how they come down on all these plays and all that kind of stuff and all this, all the bullshit. If you fuck up, you got to cop the NRL wrath. It's always about drinking. It's about you know behavior, all that kind of stuff. But we're trying to eradicate all that sort of shit. That's the message I've been getting. Yeah, and that's and it's so not fucking helping with journalism like this. That's right. It's so, bullshit. Yeah. What did you do on the weekend? Did you get on Nothing. the piss? No, I didn't. Very good. See, I'm, you I'm just answered. You just flat these days. You actually didn't get on the piss. I yeah, should have said. Not lying. What are you doing for your birthday, William? Going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's the que- that's a, that's how you answer questions. Yeah, you did quite well then, yeah. actually. Uh, all right. What are you doing so, tonight? Nothing. Good night. We're literally sitting on a camera drinking piss. <laughs> so <laughs> one beer um, a week. That's allowed. Yeah, one. That's all. God. It's the same beer. So every harsh week. on us. Uh, St. George Illawarra buying Fafita, like, dislike? I like it. I mean, it, it reeks like the, what they've, the Sharks are doing for Fafita. He's, he's on some pretty decent coin over there, which he deserves every fucking cent of it, what he did for that club when he had two, two good knees. He's on, he's on one knee, which I feel sorry for the big boy. I mean, he's got so much talent and his body won't allow him to do it, which, which sucks. And now, have a look what they're trying. They put you in this place. The clubs do that on purpose. They'll, they'll go. They want him to go and go, I'm going to get a release so they don't have to pay him all this fucking money. Yeah. If I was Fafita, I'd sit tight unless I'm getting every single fucking cent guaranteed if I go to Dragons. Yeah, that's right. That's the only way I'm moving because they, they make you try and feel uncomfortable as fuck. So you can go, oh, go you approach the Sharks and go, I want out. Then they're they're on the front foot. They get they get that um they get the advantage. Yeah. He's played it good. He hasn't whinged. He's for a he's person who it. for a yeah. person who has achieved everything in the game, for him to put on that Newtown jersey and be proud of it, hats off to him. Yeah. Because I, I mean I'm, I I don't know what I'd do in that position. I'd be fucking pissed off. But he needs to understand like this guy's knees are fucked because of what he's done for that t- for that club. Mm. So he should sit tight. He comes to a deal. Just say St George, come to a party. Cronulla pay him most of that contract. He gets to play first grade. That's it. Yep. I'm happy for him. Not if he's out of dollar. No. You know. So I'm very happy if if, if uh, St George want him. Hopefully he can get um, back on track, get his knee right. Because I know a lot of things he can't he can't do what he used to do, and he probably still at that age where he's like he's only 30 years old. He, he still thinks he can do that. And he's still, he's a capable first grade. You can't tell me he doesn't belong in that 17. So that's where it reeks. You know what I mean? Well, I, once I saw that, I'm like, that's bullshit. I know what the fucking Sharks are doing. You and him can go to the Newtown reunions now too. I'm one of their greatest players. You had <laughs> one of the best games of Newtown history, actually. Shout out to Nate Miles. How do you like your reunions? They're good? I'm invited to about 100 of them. Do you like them when you go? I don't really go to many, to be honest. Oh, I thought I'd get you there. No. But anyway, no, well done. So for all NRL players listening to the show, that's how you flat back questions. Because yeah. William's been to a few reunions, let me tell you. <laughs> they're uh, small. Yep. All right, so this week, the Thursday night game is a grand final replay. It was very, very exciting until about an hour ago when Cleary and Pappen Poopen yeah, Poopenhausen pulled out, mm. all of a sudden you've probably got two of the best players in the game sitting on the sidelines. Yeah. It's still an exciting game. They're box office, aren't they? Both they those are. Guys? Like, I, I, I feel looking at that, that when Cleary Ruined pulled out, it. I was like, well, I'm glad I tipped the storm. That was a grubby hit, wasn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I watched that and he had his back to him and, like, the, he had his whole body to hit and he swung his arm. And I don't think Dallin Latini Selesnak's a dirty player, but that looked like it was a little bit of... Frustration. Fuck you. Frustration, everything like that. He come in hard, man. He didn't miss. And um, yeah, he, he knocked him straight to his um right right on his back. It was awful. So yeah. I'm glad I'm glad they've um they're actually resting him. I'm not sure if he failed the protocols. Maybe I reckon he did. I just think he needs a rest. I think clear he's been outstanding. How do you go as a dad, you're a dad now, mm. how do you go if that's your kid? Surely you sit him out. From a like you're yeah. looking at your team, you're cruising, you're two from two, you've got Matt Burton, who... But it's it's the storm. It's the grand final replay. Yeah. You think Cleary doesn't want to get out there and get him? But that's as a dad, don't you just go, mate, sit it out? 
I don't know. I think you're just so wrapped up in rugby league. He doesn't care. Yeah. I mean, maybe when they're at home and they're just chilling out and like, you know, the young clear are just like, fuck, I'm fucked. Maybe that conversation happened. Dad, I don't want to play. Maybe. I'm not sure. I think he would have had to fail the protocols. A wise man once told me, William, that players want to play. Of course they do. So I, I just, think I, I think. It's been out, taken out of clear his hands. He's been taken out of his hands and they're going, just rest up, long year, get him at the back end of it when it counts. Well, they're playing it. What do you think of the storm last week? Oh, do you rub that game out because Parramatta and it's just fucking pissing down rain? But, I do. But but the level of playing, shout out to all the players. Like it didn't drop, did it? No, it was pissing it down all drop. weekend. People don't understand. I think with these balls, they get quite slippery when it's not that wet and it's a little bit dewy. When the the, the ball has to be like the ball that's at its peak when it's pissing down rain, like it was. Mm. So you can hold that thing like a tennis ball. That's why the football doesn't go out. The ground makes it fucked because it's sliding everywhere. But once that, once you got that ball in your hand, it's like a little tennis ball. Do you know who I love and I will continue to love for eternity is Justin Olam. He's a beast. He is the greatest player. I just look at him and I'm like, I'm not playing in the centres. If I'm, I'm running, right, if I'm right side back row, I'm swapping sides. Oh, or I'm pulling he, a hammy at training. He would smash my ribs coming straight oh. in, <laughs> and not a fucking care for his body no, at all. Not no sense of and you don't think that right side back row is like. Where is this crazy little fucker? You can't see him coming. You can't out. see him. <laughs> and he beelines for you, and it's fucking perfect timing because that's Melbourne to a T. He makes it like, was it uh, Nick Cora, man? That was a great battle. Yeah. Great battle. Wasn't he good Nick in the Nick Cora's a back rower. Yeah. And he handled, he handled that kind of stuff, man. And, um, mate, they went at it. They probably hugged it out at the end of the game. But what a great battle. I wonder, actually, looking at the way the Rabbitohs played, I wonder if that Storm game actually took more out of them than we think. Because the turnaround was quite – like, mm. they went Thursday to Thursday. The Panthers had a fairly easy game in the first round – um, yeah. So I just wonder whether the storm were a bit flat. It was wet. Yeah. I think know. the storm. I think if it wasn't for um, Gutho, it's probably like it's probably twenty-two to four at halftime. You yeah. save save about three or four tries. I'm worried with Felice Cafusia. People don't understand how much how how great a defender he is. Mm. Billy Kickow's on that side. Yeah. Left side back rower, probably the best 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 back rower in the comp at the moment. You're putting you're putting Eisenuth at right four. Yeah. Big difference. He it's usually comes difference. on and plays in the middle. He's going to be on an edge right now with probably the best left side in the game, mm. uh, like Penrith and and South. I reckon are the best one and one and two. And kick out running. He's and probably kick the out best running. running. He's, he's yeah, but you got you got Crichton there and you got Toto as well. Um, he's he's going to cause some damage. I think. I mean, Melbourne Storm's system is so good, but Eisenhuth's going to be out of his arm. I mean, their their, their system is so good, but usually their depth you'd usually cover that quite easy. But Eisenhuth's the middle. Mm. So he's going to be able to like being in the middle, defending is a lot harder because it's it's end on it's it's back on back efforts back to back back to back. You know you got to get your body in front all this kind of stuff. You're not really in it that much, and but you have to make crucial decisions in defence. Yeah. So if he's not talking to his middle guys and calling them over and counting numbers, he could get fucking cut in half. Mm. You know, like um, and in attack they're going to throw nothing. He's no. just going to be running that basic line. And it'd be quite easy to defend on that left edge if you're kick out. He and he can fucking hit too. So, and that's I'm, I'm worried about that. They'll be going left a fair bit. Yeah, they'll be going left a fair bit. Trust yeah. me. Eisenhuth will be just be working his ass off in defence. Penrith, t- to be honest, I looked at the first two games and I think I tipped um, a South Canberra grand final. And I actually, mm. I just think the Panthers look. Amazing this year, and to, for be able to bring in Matt Burton, who the Bulldogs would yeah. give their, they'd cut their right arm off to What's have. What's the him next game? I'm not really reviewing Dragons and, and Eagles. That's just who cares. Oh, let's look, go I straight, think let's go. This, let's go straight to the third game: Rabbits and Roosters. That's all anyone cares about. That is going to be. It's got Twitter game written next to it. Are oh, we going to so live tweet? We will live tweet that game. Live tweet. Let's be honest. People only care that was about, fun, wasn't it? People only care about your tweets. Uh, so. <laughs> they fucking get all up in their feelings too. Well, well what do I say? What do I say with the commentator thing? You said so. What you've done is you've had a crack at indirectly. You've had a crack at a specific commentator. Yeah, I don't like him, and you don't like him, and we're not going to say who it is. But people did tend to get. I don't know. Like. 
I'm I'm torn on this because obviously I never played first grade. I sit next to you every week and 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 talk about footy with you. And I feel like I have a, a basic knowledge of the game. I obviously played junior yeah. football, and but they thought I was directly talking to them. Yeah, that's, come on, man. Like people, you fucking know me better than that. A little bit. Like I'm not fucking having to go every single individual person. No. And I had to say that to a couple of blows. Say, oh yeah, it's not at you. And then I was like, oh thank God. I'm like, get out of your feelings, mate. It's not always about you. There was a there's a bloke who's it's about me. There's a, it's always about you. There's a bloke from from Canberra. I think he does some of the Canberra. I'm I'm new to Twitter, obviously, but. I think his name's Jack Cronin, and he wrote a thing, and people liked See, and it. And, and people don't understand. I don't read your replies. Yeah, so <laughs> I just, I just want to get it out there. Will doesn't think that anyone who doesn't play first grade doesn't know anything about. I the just game. get too passionate, he and just, I'm like, so, I hear little things. I'm just like, Fuck, little specific just, stuff is what people he's wouldn't pick about. it up. I'm like, oh, it gets to me. Yeah. Don't, it's not about you guys. It's not. <laughs> Otherwise, you hate me. So the roosters, the roosters have been. I think I saw a stat saying that James Tedesco and Brett Morris have scored more tries than any other team yeah, in the comp. It's fucking unbelievable. That is phenomenal. Brett Morris. I mean, I know he probably won't get any rep jerseys and stuff like that because you know, he's 50. and he's 35 this year in yeah. August. I wikipedia him, so I know him. <laughs> and that's always accurate. Yeah. Um, but, man, he's playing lights out. It's not about the tries. How he's scoring them. Making line breaks everywhere. And, um, mate, he's outstanding. Tedesco's outstanding. This would be a good test, but I just think the first two rounds, the what Eagles and the Tigers, they haven't been the the, the rabbits of who they face the the storm. They had the storm and, and then they pumped Manly, yeah, which doesn't count because Manly are legless. But, but the I, Roosters are playing good football and they they're defending are. good. Yeah, defending really good. What I, look, I I feel that I've been a bit harsh on the Roosters. I I, I tipped them to finish outside of the top four this year because I was just worried about the depth in the halves. But I think. They're such a Ferrari. It doesn't. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't even matter who's driving. And Tedesco is playing more as a playmaker, almost like yeah. he's he's got his hands on the ball almost more than any other player than Cleary. Yeah. Than Cleary. Cleary's been killing it. He's been playing yeah. outstanding. Um, I just think they're playing a really good brand of football. To to, to put Big Hargraves, Jared Rear Hargraves on the bench. On the bench. I don't think he he doesn't um, warrant that. But Collins is going. Big good. Collins. Big Collins has been killing it. Yeah. Like, he's been playing lights out. Like, he's defending good. He's doing all these little things, I suppose. You know, it's a little bit of a changing of the guard there. And I don't think – I honestly don't think Hargraves should have been on the bench. I still think he's playing at such an elite level. But these young kids, are, they've been playing well. Tupanua's been playing outstanding. He's good. Um, Isaac Liu, Takayaho. Um, I'm still worried about the, the depth at the nine, what yeah. Sam Walker's going to do. I know, like, Kiri's been taken over. But obviously, like, the defences haven't been outstanding and Lamb hasn't been outstanding. No. He's made some really wrong decisions in, in attack. People aren't running the right lines. He's, he's overplaying his hand a little bit. So they'll be really trying to fix that because Sam Walker will be fucking biting at his heels. Yeah. You know, like, Kiri's been taking the, the limelight a fair bit from the, from the six. You know, so it'll be time for him to step up in a game like this against South, who's defensively fucking awesome and their attack is brilliant. It'll be, and this is a rivalry that just goes back over a hundred years, and it's ridiculous. So, good time to shine. One thing with Lamb as well, he's one of those players that you know. Last year he had Flanagan. He saw he's always one of those players that seems to be fighting for. It's not like he's got he's got Walker in the wings. Maybe some kids can't handle that. It's just it's challenging when you've got like. I think Trent Robinson said to him, it's yours to make your own spot. Yeah, right? and that should be enough. But then you know deep down that you've got this 18-year-old that everybody says is a genius. But me personally, if that was in my position, I'd be playing my fucking ass off, making yeah. all the right decisions, doing everything I can possibly to be in a team like the Roosters, make a big, deep run this year. Hopefully, you know, pretty much you could probably be in a chance to win it and be a part of that team. It would make me play better, but I don't think some of these kids aren't built like that. There's this, this little bit of pressure and they just seem to go off. And it's probably probably hard playing with Kiri because he's such a dominant ball player and ball runner and does everything, man. It, he yeah. just gets the ball whenever he wants. Then you got Teddy around the ruck. If it's not if it's not the long side, Teddy's down a short side, yeah. and he gets the ball whenever he wants. You know? Well, the so, Warriors have got a um, they got a new half in Sean O'Sullivan. He's been to a few different clubs now. He's going to step into the seven jersey because or the six jersey. Yeah, Chanel um, Harris. Chanel Fuck, Harris. his defense is amazing. Yeah, he's he good. flogs blokes, that young kid. Yeah. So I think they'll miss his. They'll, um, miss him. He, they'll miss his energy. And Sullivan's been around. I mean, like he's only he's only young, and um, he's got talent. Mm. I know that, um, but it's just whether putting it on the field. He's been shopped around a fair bit in the last, you know, he's three, gone Broncos, Roosters. Yeah, 
So, you know, hopefully he finds his home there at the Warriors. His old man's a recruitment His old man, yeah. His old man's a legend. Yeah. He's a good dude. So, the Raiders, the Raiders are good. Fuck me, they're aggressive, the Raiders. Yeah. Did you see him last week? Even though they didn't really run away with that scoreboard. God damn, you run that ball. I think I tweeted, like, there's no weakness on that side. No. You run on the right edge, Jack White and pumps you. He absolutely <laughs> floored that bloke, man. And he's a 5'8". You run the other side. You get, Oh, man, they just got they got beasts everywhere. You Were you always... Nam, uh, Lou, like, everybody hits hard. You... The bench, sorry, the bench comes in and they don't lose a step. That's Will the you difference talk between about great... Depth? That's the great. That's the difference between like your West Tigers and like um, Bulldogs and all that kind of stuff. They're one to seventeen are all first graders. Yeah, Sia Soliola, Ryan James, Sutton, and um, what's Harvilli. They're all pushing to start. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that makes the starters go up a level. And you got Tom Starling, Horsebro. You got they're not even in the team. Harawear and that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not in the team, of, man. Yeah. They're not in the team. So that's what breeds that's great. A, that's what that's breeds a greatness. Deep squad. You know, even the Roosters to a certain extent, they don't really have a sixteen to seventeen that's outstanding. Mm. Because of depth, because of Boyd Corner, because of Jake Friend. But once they get all those troops back, They'll then you're fine. pushing about 21 players. But that's the beauty of the Raiders. They've got that side there. They're young, they're ferocious, they're aggressive. They all play for each other. There's a brotherhood down there. Ricky Stewart's built a great culture down there. You know, they got the grand final a couple of years ago. They were short last year. I think this year they'll be really pushing for it. You know, like losing Bateman and they got that other crazy kid, Hudson Young, on that right edge. I like he's, him. You know, he's, he's a lightweight, but he goes hard. He rips in. He fucking rips in. Yeah. Their lock's good. They've got a really well-balanced side. Josh Hodgson's probably, you know, at least easily top three hooker in the game. He's from Newey, I think, Hudson, yeah? He is a Newey boy. Yeah. Uh, Broncos, Bulldogs. I don't that, really care. Well, that could be... Uh, actually, sorry, go. I was just going to say that, like, I actually think that the Broncos... This is a really important game for the Broncos. The Bulldogs have struggled to score points. I think if the Broncos don't win this, then they are genuinely in the shit. Tavita Pangai Jr., I love him. That's it. It's that he holds the key. He nearly got him back in the game single handedly. He took Fafita out completely. He just and and legally. And you, you see in his eyes, he nearly lost his fucking shit a couple of times. He's not far off. Just his keep speech. him even killed like that. Just say, give me fifty to sixty minutes like that every single week. He'll be the best prop in the game. Yeah. He's got guys like Gordon Tallisner in his corner that are fucking revving him up. I just want to see because when he exposes, when he like does things like that, and he shows everybody his talent, and it's like I want that. That's your standard now. Anything less than that, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not performing. performing. You know what I mean? So I want him to be consistent like that. He does that all year. He's going to be the best prop in the game because he has all the attributes. He's got leg speed. He's got like just great hitting power. Got good offload. He's a smart footballer. Just loses his shit a couple of times. Does some dumb yeah. shit. But he's a he's an absolute machine. I just want that like consistent football, and these other young kids will follow. Then you're going to get Lodge anything. back. You're going to get Haas back. You're going to get Katoni Stags back. Then you look like a football team. Yeah, you know, a little bit of confidence and stuff like. That. But he's their leader. I know Payne Haas is playing for Australia, New South Wales, and all that kind of stuff. But Pangai Junior holds a lot of energy in that team. The way he took for feeder on that was old school. That was just, old school one yeah, on one. He one -on -one. through him. He flogged him and like you know he moved Fetus, out on the edge. Yeah, and, yeah he moved out on the edge and he went for him. Yeah, and they're boys. They're mates. They're yeah. boys. Yeah. I love that shit, man. I love it. It's like when I bash you. Yeah, off camera. All the time. Just <laughs> uh, Eels versus Sharks. This is kind of one of those games that you'll watch because you have to, but I don't know. The Sharks, the Sharks don't play an exciting brand of football. The Eels, I don't know. When they're good, they're good. When they're not, they're... The I just think are, this is a dog shit the game. The Eels are a team. They run off... Um, it's weird. Never seen two wingers control the energy and the momentum in one team yeah. ever. Seval and Ferguson, they're on. <laughs> the Eels win. And Did Gutherson, their back three is so important for them. And they're getting onto it. Like Junior Paulo, big, um, big Reggie, Campbell Gillard, making some really good meters down the middle. Their back row is solid. You know, Nathan Brown just continuously works and asks questions of the defensive line. Mm. Their bench comes on. I mean, Nia Cora is probably going to come on now. I'm not sure if he's going to play centre all the starting, time. Yeah. I mean, but, you know. He's a defensive centre, obviously, yeah. but he runs the ball hard. Got some good young kids coming off that bench. You know, they, they, they're all right. I mean, I didn't back him this year to make the eight because I think maybe a couple of injuries, injuries and they'll fall off, but they're going all right. I mean, it's a massive – they're a confidence team, Parramatta. And when they knock off someone like um, the Storm, bang, they go to another level. So I just think – I think they might go on a run. I tipped them to finish behind the Tigers, so that was good. I really <laughs> am enjoying the Tigers. The Tigers are playing against the Knights – Knights have been good. Tigers have been woeful. I think the Knights just win that in a canter. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I think the Tigers have got a little bit to play for. I mean, not a little bit, a lot to play for. Mixing up some uh, some combinations there. Young Tommy Talau comes in for BJ. There's not much. There's not that much change. It's all on. It's, it's all on Brooks, man. That's right. That's if it. Nights just keep going. They're just trying to. They're just trying to make do until they're trying to win, win, win until Ponga comes back and they just start sorting that stuff out, which which is going to suck. He's just going to come slide back in and Tex Hoy's going to go over to the bench or somewhere else. But these young kids, that's what breeds greatness in teams because Tex Hoy will try and get back to the bench. Then these bench players have got to play their ass off to try and stay in the 17. So it'll be it'll be interesting at the Knights this year. How good's watching Mitch Barnett kick goals? Oh, my God. How do you get that one I love from the it. sideline? I love it. Yeah. He's unreal. Yeah, all right. We've got a question from Facebook. There are some questions here. Joel Southgate, he always loves a question. Hey, Jolly, how are you, Is this the year the Knights make the grand final? Maybe. He's a, he, he's one-eyed Knight supporter too. Is he? I don't think – I am not. I think they'll be in the top eight and they'll be in the running for, um, you know, to have a decent crack at it. I mean, they need they need Pierce and every single big gun to fire all at the same time. No injuries, not, no anything, not anything like that. Brayley, that Brayley, the, the hooker, he's a gun. His service from the nine is like better than, better than anyone's in the game. He's yeah. going to be putting pressure on Cook for New South Wales this year. There's a bloke wanting to know. I don't know think if, he will. But. If Napper's anywhere near first grade, that's a bit harsh. I think Napper's not. He's Nick. not getting played the right minutes, mate. Um, that's Kate. He, I think he's Nick coming Kate. on with 10 minutes to go in the first half, and he's probably getting played about 20, 25 minutes. He's off contract as well, so not. Not good if they're trying to re-sign him. Not really good signs for Napper because he he needs to play big minutes to get everybody noticing what he's doing. So I would be I would be starting Napper because he's just, he's one of those blokes who needs to be in the middle and fucking serving it out. You know, like the, these the front rows that they got started now. I think they're Ogden and um, uh, Hetherington. Yeah, he, I think he deserves a start. Hetherington needs to just let off the chain a little bit. I think he just he's yeah been, just need to let him go and yeah. he just needs to like he, a lot of footwork, a lot of footwork, a lot of preline, a lot of preline. You know, stepping, he just needs to get the ball and just fucking take a book, uh, leaf out of Marco Mealy's book and just charge into him. Because he's big, strong and fast. So I just think he needs to, you know, let the chains off a bit. Well, speaking of big, strong and fast, the Titans pack has been much heralded this year. Mm. They put it together yeah. on the weekend. Um, big Tino, I love him. David yeah. Fafita, he's just a strike back roll. He looked unstoppable. looked like under 10s. That Tessie Niu and Milford... Disgraceful attempts at tackling. You can't go high Absolutely on a bloke like that. Just, he, He's just he, so strong. He, you know, if you game plan for him and you watch video, he hit and spin all the time. If you get, he gets on your outside, yeah. and his hips are so good, he gets straight on the track and goes. He's not many players like him. His no. legs just fit straight on. It doesn't matter if he gets tangled up. He always seems, seems to find his feet. Yeah. He's going to spin. If you want to come on the on that right the wrong angle, he's going to spin out of you, and he's going to palm that bloke off and swap hands and step, and you're done. Defense needs to be better. Yeah. Well, or just have and Pangai. Big, I mean, yeah, they got some good. <laughs> just have Pangai going at him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, William. Well, we're yeah. in again. I don't understand why this is, but we're going to the tips later. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, the producer knows what he's talking about. Apparently, uh, <laughs> what we are going to go to, William, is you know one thing the Bulldogs might be getting is that young. Um, I think that Brandon Smith might be going to the Dogs. Oh, I heard it like first. That. I heard it. Ages ago, and I'm not sure whether it's true. I'm not sure if he's getting a release right now or whatever, but should be close. There you go. This see, we're big for the big on. Uh, yeah, breaking news. I don't breaking think it's breaking, news. but I think I've been. I've heard whispers ever since the preseason that he might be going to the dogs. Hey, it's Neil from the Green Room here, and if you like this podcast, then maybe you'd like other handshake agency shows like I don't know. Don't want to brag, but maybe the Green Room podcast. I'd say swipe up, but you're listening to this, obviously, so maybe when you're done with this episode, just swipe back to thepodcast.com.au and hit the green room tab. I'm sorry, there's no easy way to word that, but the show is much easier to listen to this than the instructions I'm giving right now, I promise. So um, thanks for your time. Hang on but a second. Who Will. knows? Ready for it? Ready for it? Yeah. Yeah. Willie's big boy votes. Now, what I have done, William, is I have ordered. We're talking about the big blokes who have impressed you yeah. week in, week out. We're giving points every week, and at the end of the year, they're going to win prizes. I've actually already. What are we going to give them? Well, I've already bought a t-shirt oh, okay. for them. <laughs> a double X. Well, what have we got, um, guys? Uh, a year supply of beers. 
A year supply a of beer. A year supply of beer. <laughs> there you go. And like a, a voucher for food for a whole year. Something big anyway. It'll be good. So Something decent. It'll be good. The T-shirt alone is worth the price of yeah, admission. Yeah. So, William, tell me, um, who were your big boy votes? Let's start with – let's go one to three. One to so three. So start, start with the one vote. Okay. Campbell Be- Gillard. I think – and I always take into account who you're playing against. I'm not really going to give – if you're not making – if you're making big metres against a low team who hasn't got – and I'm taking into account like every single middle middle player that you've got. Not your actual team as a whole. You might have a great middle but a really shit team. So that's all the things that I take into account. How many metres you're making post – I don't really give a fuck about post-contact metres. I'm like the impact on the game. So – I think that one vote goes to Campbell Gillard. I think a couple of his runs in the second half really got um, Parramatta on the front foot. I think he got over well over 130 metres. Post-contact metres were huge as well, which I'm not sure that I'm big on that. Heap of tackles, plenty of minutes. It was just a fucking proper, proper effort, and he had to do it. He had to do it against Melbourne. Melbourne is the premier pack. Like I look at, I look at that pack and go, wow, they're a beast. You know, like you've got Welsh, you've got Bromwich, um, Brandon Smith, he fucking hits like a tank. And you've got big, um, big Nas at, at the lock. So he's one vote. Two, big Tino Fasua Mali Awi. He was just an animal last week. I just take into account that it is a rival game and I know how much they hate each other. And the Broncos pack are decent. But he's in the middle, man. He doesn't stop. He just doesn't stop. He's a 1920-odd. He's fucking killing everyone. In defense as well. Take into account massively in defense. He plays massive minutes, about 60 to 70 minutes in the middle, which is Fucking crazy. And he doesn't he doesn't stop, man. He hits hard. He runs the ball. If he can get a little bit of a combination going with his um with his middle guys or his edge back rolls, they're gonna be they're gonna be a success this year. And three votes to Junior Paula. Because he he got that try in the second half. That got him a, that got him ahead against Melbourne. He's just playing lights out, man. His footwork before the line. Try and hit that dude. He's 120 kilos with footwork like Benji Marshall. Left arm carry on the right, on the on the left side of the field, he's pretty much unstoppable. He can play. He can get down the middle. Obviously, he hits those uh, the lines right near right near the post. He loves that off the nine, but he can get out a little bit wider. He can cause a hell of a lot of havoc. He gets he gets good combinations with uh, Big Reggie Campbell Gillard and Nathan Brown. He's got a beautiful pass out the back, a late offload. He's got he's he's the best prop in the world, easily. My concern with Junior Paulo getting votes every week is that I bought a 2XL. He's a big boy. And I He's lost weight. It's not It's not um, Samoa World Cup Junior Paulo. <laughs> the buffet. Yeah, it's not the – this is this is the trim 118 kilo ripped up. Even so, I just He think, just looks – I think he wears a chest guard as well. Fuck me. He's just so solid. Easily the best prop in the game. Well, he's well in front, so I might have to buy a bigger T-shirt. I'll hey, wear the one. It's easy, a good T-shirt like Guys too. like um, – you know, like – it's hard to actually pick. I watch every single game. I watch every single minute, and I watch the impact these kids have. It's not like I'm just fucking tossing up names. So anybody knows big players, it'd be me, and I know what they do. Because you're big? I just played in the middle. I know everyone. You I know, know how they play, and I just know everything, everyone. You played on an edge sometimes yeah, too, would you? I'd play anywhere. Why are, you, why are you only picking middle players? What about edge? What about a big edge player? Like I, was, I, was close to, I, kick, I was close to kick out and... Um, and David Fafita, I just thought these guys made a bigger impact. Yeah, because no, well, of the because of you know, like I mean, where Fafita, where Fafita's running, you know, he's running on an edge. He's, he's doing his job. I'm just saying these guys are destructive in the middle. Yeah, well, they're your vote. Once so. they make the break, line breaks in the middle, then then come talk to me. I wish I'd made a line break once. <laughs> Last week we. Can we tell know. everybody about how shit we were hearing it? I'm not sure, like, with the, with the podcast, it was a little bit of a ring. Like, last week when we did the, the interview with Harry, I couldn't hear a fucking word. So it's probably the worst interview of all time. I could hear a word. I just heard my own voice over and over again. Let yeah. me tell you, hearing your own voice is extremely off-putting. It's bad enough listening to it through the headphone things and hearing my own voice. And I yeah. thought I sounded better than this, but I don't. But I'll tell you who does sound nice is Big Harry. Big Harry from bettingsite.com.au. Welcome, mate. Guys, I was a little nervous Sunday afternoon, feeling great now, as we saw, big thousand-plus dollar win in the kitty. Mate. How good's that? That oh. was uh, – well, you – You've paid so you, off dividends You've already, already paid off. Yeah. So, yeah, we've won nothing, and you uh, – the kitty is already 1200 bucks. Wow. Um. I know this because he's written it down here, the producer. He's also written about something about himself because the bloke is so self-obsessed that even as we 
bring you in and we're, you know, we're so happy to have you on board, Harry. And excitingly, I can hear what you're saying. I can see you too now. I could see you last week. I just couldn't hear you. We're on. We're back. Now, mate, I'm going to go with my bet first, if that's all right with you. Because I'm due a win. I'm due a win. And I think this one, anyone who listens to the show would know that last year I was. You're all right. I was a standout. So I'm going to, because of the fact that most of the favourites are winning Mm. in the rugby league, I'm going the Roosters into the Raiders, into the Knights, into the Titans, all head to head. And I'm going to throw in a rugby union bet just because, you know. The dark side. Well, yeah, it is. It's also my side sometimes, Harry. So He's a union the, boy, Harry. The Queensland Reds, you can probably tell from my shirt. So the Queensland Reds to cover the line. And I'm so confident. I don't even know what the line is. I think it's about 14. But uh, I just know they're going to flog the Waratahs who are shit house. So Yeah, no, 100% all over that. Yeah, absolutely. The Waratahs have been diabolical. Any time you hear about the Waratahs in the press, just poo-poo. It's no good. Downhill. Yeah, get all over that line. Absolutely. Uh, you've gone to Ned's through betting site. Ned's Ned's has been able to give you $7.88 for that. So you're looking at it. Oh, you've really almost gone out the limit, isn't it? There you go. Almost 400 bucks there if you get up. The Roosters, maybe Souths get up for that game after their big 60 to 8 win last year. They want mm. to repeat that effort. But I, I reckon you're in with a real red hot crack because I like the Roosters this weekend as well. So. Yeah, and look, what we are going to do, what I'd like to, um, Harry, you're obviously aware of this, um, but what we are doing is this kitty that we're talking about is we're going to distribute it to clubs at the end of the year, um, at the end of um, school holidays, because obviously people are going off now um, into school holidays and, and, and people are, you know, starting up with the club stuff. And at the end of that, we'll tell people how they can get involved and how they can do it. Last year, we gave our money to Bung and Door and to Frankston, and we're still trying to work out times to, to get down and see those clubs. But we love this because it's nothing to do with us. This is not money that we're making for ourselves. We're doing it so that we can try and um, get some money into some really deserving clubs. And so for bettingsite.com.au to be supporting us this year is a massive thing and we really do appreciate, um, well, you winning for starters. Yeah, that's a, good, a great one. That's a good start. Push footy. Cause close to my heart. Anytime we can get out and help any junior footy club, country, city, wherever it is, let's try and win some money for yeah. them. Let's let's keep the game alive and let's keep the gar- grassroots happy. Speaking of money that we're going to win, let's get to my bet. Please. This is easy. Uh, I got my tip. I mean, I sort of try and toss a lot of things up, people at home. I actually don't know what I'm fucking talking about. I get tips off people and multis. So Bobby from St. Chrissy's, who I'm doing, doing a little bit of work with out there. Shout out to you, mate. You're a legend. He's giving me this. So... This is, a, this is a long one. Hold your breath. Penrith, um, the line, and then Raiders head-to-head. I don't even know what that means. Rabbits, Roosters, match over 42 and a half. Do you know what that means? This right? No, I don't know what it means. Can you please explain? It means, well, Harry can tell us. It Dragons means- head-to-head, Broncos line, Eels head-to-head. That's my bet. Can, so you what's over? Explain? can you please explain? Look, it doesn't matter if they win by one or a hundred. The Raiders, you just need them to get across the line after eighty minutes. Head okay, to head. head to head. All right. And yeah. match overs means that there's got to be over forty two and a half points scored in the whole game from right. both sides. So yeah. if it's twenty two all, you win. If it's twenty two twenty, you lose. It's education for you guys at home, guys. I'm just. This is not me. I'm just trying to educate everyone. How is he expected to, <laughs> Harry? Honestly, we're going to need you this year because what if like, this wins and then it eels head to head? So let's let's go. What have we got? Look, Ladbrokes is going to give you the price of $23.70. Ooh. Get your results there. Look, it's not your 100 to 1 shots that you normally go after, Willie. I know yeah. you right. love to dabble in, in the big dollars, but. Is this, is this doable? Absolutely, it's All doable. Right. I mean, the Raiders, well, well and truly back to win. Yep, big yep. tick. Uh, Rabbits, Roosters going over the 42 and a half. Ooh, yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to say I'm going to say that's going to go overs as well. Okay. I'm actually with you there. Dragons look mainly have been diabolical. Big tick. Eels Eels are winning that game. Sharks just don't have enough firepower. Okay. Penrith at the line. I think the line's only one and a half. So they've just got to win, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if they only even though I back, did I back Penrith? No, you back. No. You you backed uh, you backed the Bulldogs tipping. So that's good. <laughs> It's good. Do you know what? It's good to have a foot in both camps, William. No, but, but, uh, oh well. No. Anyway, 
That's good. See what happens. Let's this go is, next. This is why we are so good at this, Harry. Yeah, that's why we got Harry to, to win the big bucks for us. Um, I'm going to run hard. through the producer. The producer, not only is he a complete fuckwit, he has also he's got an extreme stubborn streak. And so not only has he, even despite the fact that he backed this horse because it was wet, he's still going to back it. Four moves ahead in the Golden Slipper. And just to get under your skin... Because of the flooding last week in Western Sydney and other parts of New South Wales, he's doubling up. We're yep. letting him go 100 Now into $6 yes. on sports bet. Oh, we're all going to win here. We're loaded. Get under your skin, Ian. Mate. It's- dollars. The producer's putting 100 large on it. Yeah, well. Ooh. At what price? $6. $6. I'll be, out, I'll be out in the golden slipper, everyone. Come and say hello. Are you going this no, week? I'm going, I'm you going. are. Oh, I'll be out there with Joey. It should be very tame. Oh wow, mm-hmm. that's going to be different. Uh, and Harry, seeing as you're the only person who knows what's going on, well, what have we got for this week? Look, I've looked around. I, I was looking around earlier today, and I, I got a price of fourteen dollars seventy-five. Kept looking around, and I've got eighteen dollars at Neds for to take the Warriors. Plus 11 and a half. I can't believe the start that the bookies are giving them. Yep. Just because of how competitive they've been. So I'm taking mm. them at plus 11 and a half down in Canberra, even without Ch- Chanel Harris Tavita. I think they're good to keep yeah, that game. Good bet. The Raiders aren't setting the world on fire. I'm going to go the doggies head to head to get yes. the Yes. I think that they just stick to the task a little bit longer than the than the uh, Broncos can. The Broncos seem to drop their bundle once one thing goes bad for them. I like the Knights to cover the line. I think it's only – I think they've pushed out to a nine-and-a-half line, but I think they can get at least a 10-point win over the Tigers at home. Just a little tidbit, they're going for their fourth win at home by 13 or more. So yeah, right. I like that number for them. And I think the Titans are going to comfortably cover the line up at North Queensland against the Cowboys. So nice. those four legs there, $18, I'm looking – I reckon I can get the 900 again. Ooh, Confidence. I reckon I can get there. Do you know what? If you do get this up, then all I'm going to do for the rest of the year is I'm going to speak to you every week off camera <laughs> and I'm going to get you to tell me what to bet because I have been going awful and you are doing extremely well. have been going well. awful for what? Forever. 16 months? Forever, will you? <laughs> I'm not a good pun of mine. But I'm feeling confident in that one. Well, Harry, I'll tell you what. Being able to hear you has been a this massive a benefit. Pleasant. For this pleasant show. interview, it really has been <laughs> quite good. Um, and mate, thank you once again. It's really, um, as I said, the, the reason we're doing this is to try and get some money out. And that you're obviously from the country yourself, and so you know the challenges that a lot of these country clubs face. So um, the fact that we're able to give a little bit back, um, it's it's huge for us, and we really appreciate all your support, mate. Thanks, Harry. Always happy to help. Two bits of advice: be nice to the producer, no. and go to betting site and do it right. All right. Well, that's good. Bet right at betting site. I like that. Your other advice, that's $1 one, the worst advice I've ever got yeah, in my I'll entire bet, life. bet responsibly. That's my advice. You're... <laughs> Don't we normally do that after? See you, Harry. See you, mate. Don't we normally do that after? You oh, jump the gun. right now, isn't it? Go do it. Do it. Bet responsibly. Everybody. Gamble. Oh. Gamble responsibly. You know what I mean. All right. Bet right at betting site. I should be the voiceover for that. This should be a fucking ad. You should be. Mm. All right. Well, let's go. let's go through your tips. Mm-hmm. Because I, what I'd like to point out to the people at home is after however many years of friendship with you, yeah. your brain is a strange and wondrous thing. So yes. you've come out and part of your bet was the Broncos to cover the line. Mm. Who'd you back in your tips? Bulldogs. Yeah, very good. <laughs> so why don't you... Why don't you read it out? No, so yeah, this is my these are my tips. So the Panthers, Dragons, Roosters, Raiders, Bulldogs, Eels, Knights, and Titans. And yes, my bet is different. That's all right. Uh, I've gone the Storm, the Dragons, the Roosters, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Eels, the Knights, and the Titans. Uh, which I think if you go through it, you'd find that actually matches mm. the bet that I made. That's the thing roll that like I do, that, mate. You know. Harry has chosen Storm, Dragons, Roosters, Raiders, Bulldogs, Eels, Knights, Titans. The producer, again, contractually obliged to read this out, has picked the Storm, the Dragons, the Rabbitohs, uh, the Raiders, 
the Broncos. Love the Broncos. They're my favourite team. The Eels, the Knights, and the Titans. All right. So he's basically who's just, winning? Am I winning? No, I'll be up there. You're Harry's not. winning. Ah, oh, fuck. Harry's Harry and producer and Harry. I'm, I'm too. Yeah. Hey, Harry. There's a bloke. There's actually a bloke playing for the Queensland Reds. I had a look before, and his name's Harry Lloyd. And all I can think Good about work, is <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Good work, son. All right, so that's uh, that's the tips done. All right. Uh, hello to Cal O'Neill, who has just written in to us, and uh, he's my pocket barrister. Uh, William, behind the Willie Mason headline. All right. Big Willie Mason has signed a three-year, $2.5 million deal with Toulon and is set to play against international opponents straight away. That was when you played in the Barbarians. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mason's manager Greg Keenan and the human headline, that's you presumably, mm. met Toulon owner Murad something and after weeks of negotiations came to terms on a rich deal. William, was the deal $2.5 million over three years? Yeah, it was. It was pretty good. I was that so the whole story was it's about right. I mean, like it all adds up. But um, what was I? I was fucking stuck in Hull, and obviously things didn't work out there. So my managers, he had a few union guys. So I'm paraphrasing a lot. A few union guys. Yes, you want to get? Would you go play for Toulon? So I'm stuck in fucking Hull. It's minus ten by myself. It's miserable as fuck. They they had they had to like dis deregister me to for some fucking reason. Well, you know what? Let's let's actually talk because people I see people in Hull. I love Hull. People but are great. They, they 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 still get a bit salty about the whole thing. What actually happened was you were supposed to fly over on a, either a Samoan yeah. or a Tongan passport. Yeah. So what happened? You couldn't yeah. get your passport. So what happens? You need six. So six players, uh, international players, and I was supposed to go over as one of those people. But they tried to fucking hedge their bets, put me on this, uh, try and think that I was going to get my Tongan passport. Like. I didn't know when it was going to come or, or not. Could have come in a year or two. I don't know. They're on Tongan time, so they fucking do what they want. So I go over there and I start playing football, play six or seven games, playing some good football, enjoying my time in Hull. You got man of the match in yeah, your first game? Fucking killing memory. it. It was ridiculous. Um, and then they go, you have to be deregistered for someone else who was like a, like a, you know, not a bad player and stuff like that, but I was a fucking franchise player at that time. And they Michael go, Dobson, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, someone like that. And it was just like, all right. So I'll sit out and they're trying to wait for this fucking passport. So they, everyone, all the fans got a little bit salty thinking that I took their cash. I got paid for three months football, which I played. And then I gave all the money back and said, fucking see you later. I'm not about money. If you're people who know me, I'm not, I'm not about that they shit. I'm about happiness. You, yeah. They just stopped paying yeah. me. I didn't take your money, people. Yeah. I had this fucking deal in Toulon. So I went, see you later. Stick your money up your ass. I just went and fucking sat in the French Riviera for about 18 months. And, and it was the best thing I've ever done because I don't think many people can play 10, 11 years straight in the NRL, sit the French Riviera for 18 months and then fucking play another five years. And it was honestly one of the best times. Like, I know... I had the best time yeah, of my life. It was, That's and where the two and a half mils at fucking Monaco. I, I remember... <laughs> I remember messaging you when when that whole thing was happening. I remember messaging you and saying because I didn't know what the barbarians were. Oh, and I you're a fucking union it. head. Everyone at home, he's a union head, and I made the barbarians side. Made never played sick. a fucking, never played a game of union in my life. A Next try. minute, I'm fucking starting um, for the barbarians, playing with the best players in rugby union. Fucking 80,000 80, at Twickenham, my first rugby union game, and then the second game was at Millennium Stadium against Wales in front of 70,000 people. And that was my first two games of Union. I had the best time of my life. And then I went to the, like, obviously French rugby's a little bit different. I, I was playing inside centre. I was playing with big uh, Matthew Bustero. We had a great time. And I thought Barbarians football rugby was fucking the norm. So I was thinking, I'm going to get early ball at 12, just do what the fuck I want. And then big, uh, I think, uh, Paul Sackey played for England. England, great, great person. He goes... Brother, I don't think you're going to fucking get the ball like this in fucking in uh, Toulon. So what do you mean? He goes, all they're going to fucking do is kick it, kick it, give it to fucking Johnny, and he's going to kick it out and go for... F-. I said, no way. First guy, that's all they did. Mm. Touch the ball once. And I just said, I said, I'm done with this. A few phone calls from um, some head coaches probably knew that. I was still, I was only 30, 31. I was just fucking over rugby league, the NRL. I was just like, oh, I was played in the rep scene and did, I've already accomplished everything I wanted to do in the game. Wasn't really fussed about coming back to the NRL, put it that way. But, you know, just sitting there and probably just a hunger built and then wanted to come back and like, oh, I'm only 31, you know, I'm 32. Had a, the best thing was to give him the body a rest. If you'd, Mentally, have, played, if you'd have played six in rugby union, six or you'd still would have been be a playing. fucking gun. You'd still be playing. Yeah. So, I've anyway. been playing with Matt Giddo over in fucking LA. 
That'd be a good mate, time. But to that's the difference between rugby you know, union and league. The difference between union and league, there's about 10 comps that are equal to, like, just say super rugby everywhere in the world. We've got two. Yeah. If you're not in the NRL, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, you got to play. Not many people want to go live in England, but you can live in the fucking south of France. Imagine that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference between rugby league and rugby union. You've got 10 comps to play all around the world. And you can keep, you can ride the gravy train until you're fucking 38, 40 years old if yeah. you really want, and injuries aren't that bad. But, mate, I had a great time in union. I love union. I respect the game so much. I didn't really know that much about it. Got a great opportunity to go over there, meet some beautiful people, beautiful places, and um, yeah, man, that was fucking unreal. Yeah, and it made me sick that you played for the Barbarians. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's an exclusive club. I'm in it. All right. So what we have to do at the end of the show is we have to say to people, subscribe and rate and review. Do yeah. you know what? People are actually listening because we've had a couple of um, reviews on, I think, okay. I don't know what it is, Apple maybe. Apple. Is it know. Apple? Apple, Apple Music. So... One bloke said we're the odd couple. He loves us. I think his name was Lanky. Good on you, Lanky. Uh, If you're listening, I love you too, mate. And I think there was another bloke that said that you're shit and I'm unreal. All right. Well, it wasn't Joel Southgate because he's my boy. He didn't actually say No one actually said Yeah, that. I know. There's some good questions. <laughs> Question, uh, should Leilu have been dropped? I think he should be able to play himself back into the team. I think he's just been, um, he's been a form centre for the last, you know, pretty much since 2010. He hasn't been dropped since 2013. So this would be a, a shock to re- um, real big reality check. A good test of his character. Well, do you know what we're going to do? We've got the Twitter game on on Friday where you'll tweet and I'll just watch it because it's pointless us both doing it. Get out of your feelings, everyone at home. It's not about you. What I reckon we do next week, I haven't actually, this is me saying this, but I reckon what we do next week is we get, for those who don't know, we're live on Facebook. We're going to finish the podcast now and then next week after the podcast finishes, we're going to stay on Facebook and answer all your questions after the show. So that's probably a genius idea for me. No, I'm not away next week anymore. No, he's not. He's yeah, back. So. We were going to Zoom last week, but not now. But now I'm back. So we're going to... So Crisis over, everyone. Again, the producer has come through with an imbecile comment that doesn't need to be made. I'm running the show from now on. I'm producing it. I'm recording it. It's me, Harry and Willie, and we will see you next week, like same time. Like and subscribe and comment. Comment. Is it? Rate, write, subscribe, Rate. whatever it is. Just do it. I'll be following Willie more and more. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.